This is History Conversations, your weekly podcast on important events in the past. Today, we will discuss one of the key moments in Western history, the Reformation, initiated by the Augustinian monk Martin Luther. As always, we have invited three experts on the topic and engaged a lively discussion about the early days of the Reformation. Welcome to, to our tonight's topic. We are dealing with the question of Martin Luther was a reluctant revolutionary. And now I want to present you our guests. Welcome to Susan Caron Nunn of the University of Arizona. She is our historian. A big welcome. Hello, everyone. And of course, as every week, there are two special guests with us. Johann Eck, the assistant of the Archbishop of Trier. Hello, everybody. And Martin Luther. Hello. Welcome to you two. So, okay, Martin, my first question is for you. We all know that what you did needed much courage, but besides that, you are very brave. What character trait would you relate to you additionally? Oh yeah, that's a particularly good question. So, let me think. I think that I was not only brave back then, but also smart to take the powerful lords on my side to get support in my fight against the church. The most important character trait of myself is that I am loyal to God, as almost no one else ever was, I guess. As a diet of warmth, I could have made my life much easier by reversing all my written statements. But I didn't, because I knew that God wants me to keep on going. I got a question. What we know about your letter to the Pope is that they were written in a very sarcastic way. What can you tell us about your relationship with the Church and the Pope? I don't think that the church should have any authority, neither about the people's life nor over mine. Yes, I wrote in a rude way sometimes about the church, but that was because of them trying to forbid the people to have their own relationship to God. I only think that everyone should have the possibility to get in contact with God personally. Ha! That's the thing you thought about. You're kidding. The only thing you reached is that people started a rebellion and destroyed many houses and different churches. The only thing resulting of your doctrine was violence and death. You are nothing but a poor populist, nothing more than the leader of a troop of civilists. Oh, stop it, Johan. We don't want to leave the professional level. But Martin, what can you answer to these accusations? So, my intention of publishing My work was none of violence. I just wanted to let the people know the truth. I wanted to let the people to have their relationship with God on their own. Change was the thing I wanted to reach. No violence, just a slight change. I think that these rebellions do not belong to me and my intentions. These, they are of demonic work and their actions were resulting of the devil's aims and not of mine. I am still horrified with what they did, but I could do nothing about it. I it started in Wittenberg, and then the spirit of this revolution rolls elsewhere again and again. I wanted to reverse it and talk all the force away, but it started to sweep over to France, the Netherlands and Great Britain. Always a bit different, but still. I got one more question for you, Susan. So, what can you tell us about the consequences of, pu of the publishing from a historian perspective? 
So after Martin Luther translated the Bible into a language many more people could read, the first people started the revolution in Wittenberg. In general, the social, political, economical and clerical systems were completely changed. Okay, but how did it all start? Can you please give us a short overview about how it had come so far? So please correct me if I'm wrong, Martin and Johann. Uh, is that okay? Um, as we know, Luther grew up with books and writing. That is how he could be that convincing to many people. When Johann Tetzel started to sell letters of indulgence in 1516, Luther wrote, wrote a letter to the Bishop Albrecht of Brandenburg to protest against the indulgence. In this letter, Luther included 95 theses. But when he did not have any feedback concerning his criticism, he quickly took these theses and nailed them to the door of the church in Wittenberg. After the Latin theses were printed several times, they were also translated into German. Quickly, they spread all over Europe. Luther was the first one exploring this very new medium called book print. Nowadays, we have the internet, and Luther back then found a system of spreading his ideas as fast as possible. The Pope wrote Luther a letter and told that he is excommunicated, but Luther just burned the letter. In April 1521, Luther then had to appear in front of the Diet of Worms to speak on behalf of it. May I continue? Of course, Johann. Luther got the chance to take everything back, he said, but he only said that everything he wrote was right. That was stupid. In the end, he was declared as Ord Lord although he had some supporters in between the High Lords. I'm still curious about how he received this support. But now it was legal to do any harm to him and even to kill him. <laughs> the thing you forgot about was my Lord, Friedrich der Weise. Kidnapped me on my way back home, but he was nice to me because he just wanted to keep me safe. So he brought me to the Wartburg Castle in Eisenach. I used the time... I spent there to translate the Bible into German language. Everyone should, ha should be able to read it. And then the revolt started in Wittenberg. Thank you for that summary. To conclude, Luther went back to his province, then to write in peace until we invited him here, I guess. Susan, do you want to give your opinion on all these events? Well, yes, of course. Um, I talked a bit to my colleagues about all the things and we have the opinion that this story is clearly reminding us of human charisma and that Luther had a vision which seemed real and right to him. It's impressive how he had the will to stand up for his beliefs. He's additionally a very funny guy and it was a, an event of a huge importance. Oh, thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan, Johan and Martin for this exciting meeting. And now, just one question seems to be open. Was Martin Luther a reluctant revolutionary? I think he was. He wanted a change and he did much for it and offered a lot to gain something. But when the revolution started to be violent, he distanced himself from a, from a rebellion idea. He wanted no violence, but the question is if there, was even, if there even was another way to change something. The church had all the power and Luther tried to find a calm way to win. He wrote letters, theses and translated the Bible. He wanted to fight with words, not with violence. Maybe he was a bit short-sighted to believe that he could succeed with nothing being destroyed, with no one being killed. But I think that the title of a reluctant revolutionary fits quite good to him.